Hey, and welcome aboard One Fly. We all fly a Ball Hoops podcast on a plane, but right now our road trip rolls on. We're still on the road to Nashville, and we're going to go with another podcast episode coming to you from the team bus. I'm Kellen Heiser, team social media manager turned podcast host, and I'm joined each episode by renowned program SID Tom Satkoviak and team cinematographer turned podcast producer Eric Peterson. Tom, without further ado, would you go ahead and introduce our second guest of our bus ride to Nashville? Absolutely. This uh, vol continues a long and decorated line of Tennessee basketball stars who come from the state of New York, uh, from Cardinal Hayes High School, a native of Hyde Park, New York, Tobey Awaka. All right, Tobey, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate you all for having me. Tobey, I think I speak for a lot of people, not only on this bus, but for all of All Nation when I say that you might be the greatest mystery in this program right now. Um, I think that you are, you're a bit of an enigma. So I, I mean, uh, we'll just come out with the first. We'll just come out with the first question. Just like, so, like, what's your deal, man? Uh, I don't know. That, that's the first I'm hearing of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I tend to keep to myself, so that's part of it. Uh, I, yeah. I think that's probably true. But I mean, we were so you, just before you sat down, mm-hmm. you were talking about like, I mean, so most of the guys on the back of the bus right now are sleeping. Yeah. They're listening to music. What were you doing? I was reading a book. You were reading a book what and what book were you reading? uh dune dune the science fiction novel so it's like a classic science fiction novel yeah and did you just get started on this on this bus ride uh yeah yeah i read the first 10 pages understood absolutely none of it so i'm probably gonna have to reread it um but i saw the movie though it looked good so i figured the book would be pretty good as well i don't think that you are the only person that has struggled through the first portion of dune <laughs> i think that that's a pretty common experience for those who have uh Who've, who've made it through that novel, but is that, is, I mean, is that kind of one of the ways you like to, to spend your time is, do you spend a lot of time reading and? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I got into chess too. Okay. Um, but chess just gives me headaches, to be honest. So I gotta pick and choose when I play that, but reading mostly. When, Liz- did, you, when did you start with chess? Uh, like late this summer. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was that, did you get there on your own, or did, did nah, Santi we, force you into that? No, 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 not Santi. Uh, one of my friends from upstate, he plays chess, so he got me into it. And I just started playing. Well, I've seen Santi play a few times. He's, he's uh, way above, you know, in terms of level. So, okay, so yeah. you haven't faced off with him yet? No. Are no. you getting into, like, chess theory and learning all the moves? Or yeah, you? there's, like, different openings and all that kind of stuff. Um, different defenses, so it's it's interesting to learn and read about, but it's a lot to take on. Do you mostly play on your phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tobey, what are we? Uh, I guess two thirds of the way through your your freshman year. Sure. Yeah. I think you probably had a, a breakout moment when the Vols beat Maryland mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year in Brooklyn. Do you get the sense now when we play games at Thompson Bowling Arena that? you have become this uh, kind of a fan favorite? <laughs> um, sure, yeah. I mean, there's always applause when I come in the game, so that's, you know, that's a great feeling coming in. Definitely a confidence booster. Um, you know, I just kind of take every game the same. Um, there's, obviously, there's obviously a scouting report and things we're looking to do, but other than that, you know, I'm just trying to play my game. So take us back through that Maryland. You know, on the Maryland trip, Jonas was, he had an illness mm-hmm. uh, that hit him pretty hard there, and it became apparent, I guess, maybe the night before the game that he was probably going to be very unlikely to go. Yeah. I'm guessing that 
that night and, and the next morning leading up into the game, you probably had a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with assistant coaches going over. I mean, they probably knew, hey, we're going we're gonna to need Tobey more mm -hmm. than he has uh, played previously. Take us through that. I mean, that, that game, that moment, getting out there, the fact that you're, it's happening in New York City, I mean, yeah. that had to just be a whirlwind. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I was like, I really wasn't that nervous, to be honest. Um, I figured, you know, we practice hard, you know, the game isn't going to be harder than practice. So I was pretty confident going in. And then just sitting down with the coaches, that helped a lot too. Just, um, you know, ironing out the details and things of that nature. And then going into the game, it was just basically putting putting in the works what I've been working on during practice what the coaches talked about. And I guess that's a luxury beforehand. of being on a top 10, top 15 team is For that sure. you're, you're practicing against elite players every day and now you just get to go bang against somebody else and don't not really care if you if you hurt them, right? Nah, nah yeah, for sure, for sure. But I'm curious though, where, like when did the the enigma thing come up? Like, who said that? I mean, I, I mean, think there are there are whispers around the program that really? like I, in a positive way. Like, I think I'll be very very honest here. I think everybody is super super excited mm. for the next couple of years of seeing the, the development of of Tobey mm. and uh, I mean we we try to do a little bit of research ahead of each podcast and so we talk mm. to some different people around the program some folks that interesting you might see from time to time and we say like so hey what are some inside what's the inside scoop on Tobey and you know each person we came to was basically like great question <laughs> like let's see if you can find out so now we're kind of on like a fact-finding mission to see if we wow. can figure out what what makes you tick today but you don't you don't feel like you don't feel like that. I mean, you, you're uh, pretty lo you're pretty even keeled. You're pretty low key. Yeah, yeah. Whispers, interesting. Uh. <laughs> well, this this is your opportunity to set the record straight. Yeah, where do exactly. we need to start? Where or we can you can create your own, you know, your own. You can make it up. I don't think I want to do that. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just I just find it interesting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was a pretty open guy, you know. Well, I think you are. Yeah. I think that I think you just gotta you know we just gotta dig a little bit at it you yeah, know i think yeah. but so talk about um just you know you've you've been on campus for i guess going on going on a eight little months. over eight months now mm -hmm. like and so i know that the freshman adjustment is often is can be difficult yeah. um especially knowing the way that uh you know coach barnes has built this program but at mm -hmm. the same time sometimes the the freshman adjustment is it's it can be difficult on the basketball side but maybe easier on the culture side yeah. is what i've experienced what what has been what's kind of been your experience to live in that i mean outside of basketball it's been pretty cool it's been pretty fun you know um it's definitely you know tennessee definitely has like a big college vibe to it yeah um there's a lot of stuff going on a lot of fun being had and all that so um outside of basketball it's definitely a breath of fresh air to sort of enjoy that um, but, you know, as you said, the basketball is kind of a grind. Um, you know, it's hard work day in and day out. Um, but on the culture side, you know, the guys have show, showed me around, you know, where to go, where not to go. There's some places I still don't elect to go, even if they do want me to go. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's been interesting for sure. But, yeah, just meeting new people, um, getting get, you know, getting to interact and all that, it's been cool. Do you drive? Uh, I mean... I was supposed to get my license before I got to New York, but I came to college early, obviously, so I wasn't able to do that. What I was before, I did get to Tennessee, but I don't have a car here. So, How are you getting around? Uh, just walking. And then 
the guys will drive me around sometimes, so we'll like to. What what's the uh, like kind of what's the adjustment been like coming from? Because you're from upstate New York originally. Yeah, right? yeah. And then you did you, you spent some time in the city? Yeah, yeah, because I had to go to school there, so yeah. I, was, I was there a lot. And then making the shift down to East Tennessee, what's that kind of been like for you? Uh, it's been interesting. Definitely haven't seen as many cowboy boots as I've seen here for sure, or hats. So that's been cool to see, I guess. Do you have any intention of adding some to your to your no uh, closet? No way. No way. No. <laughs> no. No. If I if I if I walked into the locker room wearing cowboy boots, I'd be done for. You for think? Sure. Yeah. I don't for know. Sure. I think if anybody could pull it off, it'd probably be you. No way. Who's going to do something Maybe about Santi, it? Maybe Santi, but not me. That's a good question. <laughs> Who is going to do anything about it? Zakai, for sure. <laughs> would say something. You'd let him, let him do that? Uh, I mean, you know, we all know Zakai. He's going to say something. <laughs> regardless. Regardless of the situation. How? I feel like Zakai would say something if he walked in just in tennis shoes. That's, that's, that's true, too. That's true, too. Julian might give me, like, a side eye and just look away. <laughs> Rose is definitely going to say something. Uh, yeah. oh, Roche always has something to say, too. Yeah, that's definitely true. How easy has it been having Zakai here uh, as a familiar face to kind of help, you know, show you the ropes? It's been it's been very beneficial, um, no matter high school. And then, you know, obviously him being here, it's uh, it sort of made the process easier, just having somebody you could go to to ask questions, stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, you know, when you might have a bad day in terms of practice and stuff like that, you know, he'll be there to help you out, um, help you not get, you know, down on yourself and all that. So it's, he's definitely been a huge help. What was the relationship or what was the conversations like with him kind of as you began to become aware of um, an opportunity to play basketball in Tennessee and as you started to consider that or those nah, He just, like? just kind of said, you know, we'd, we'd love to have you here. Um, he was pretty excited once he found out that I got offered, and he was just kind of on me about it constantly, saying, you know, I think you'll like it, you know, give us a chance, um, and all that. Uh, at that point, my, my recruitment started to take off, so there were other schools in the mix. Um, but, you know, Tennessee obviously stood out because I had a former teammate there, so that sort of helped. Him. What other schools were you most interested in? Um, Stanford kind of came into the mix late. Uh, I almost went to the, uh, Yale the Ivy League, um, you know, Princeton, Dartmouth, schools like that offered. But then later on, um, Michigan State got interested, Virginia, uh, Maryland, Seton Hall, schools like that. So. Regular Grant Williams over here. <laughs> well, that, that's the first thing that I thought of when you started talking about the Ivies was because yeah. I think that I think Vol Nation is pretty familiar with Grant's story. Mm-hmm. But I don't – but I also would say that probably – from the first time I think a lot of us watched you in practice to I, even a lot of our fans watching the way you play, I think that people have seen glimpses of what Grant Williams used to do out on the court at TBA. Have you have you seen that in yourself? Would you agree with that assessment? Is there anything about Grant's game here that that you that you've seen in yourself as well? Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. To be honest, on my on my visit, as a guy was kind of saying like, oh, coach keeps comparing you to Grant. And I had no idea who he was talking about. I didn't, I didn't know who he was. Um, I hope Grant hears Absolutely. That. It's very <laughs> Absolutely. important to me that Grant hears I think that. I might send it to him right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, had, I had known who Admiral was, but I didn't, I didn't know who Grant was. And then, um, you know, after the visit, I sort of looked him up and saw what he was all about. And I was like, yeah, we kind of do play the same. Um, yeah, even even uh, when he came down to work out uh, late in the summer, I think it was like late August, early September. Okay. 
I got to talk to him for a little bit. And I thought it was really beneficial just picking up, you know, some tips and details. Uh, you know, just how to be more efficient, scoring the ball gotcha. um, defensively, things of, the, things of that nature. He's definitely a pretty uh, cerebral guy when it comes to basketball IQ, yeah, for sure. for sure. So, you know, just being able to pick his brain and learn some things was, was pretty cool. I, th I think you have this, like, uncanny ability to get a rebound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is that an attitude thing? What, what, what do you think makes you so successful at going up and getting the ball? Lucas Campbell always says he's going to open up a store for you called yeah, the Rebound the Store. Rebound store. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. What, what do you think leads to that success? Um, I, I think it's just mindset, to be honest. Um, but I didn't really start, like, really, really going after the ball until uh, this past AAU season. Um, my uh, AAU coach, Dana Dingle, also Shandy McNeil uh, for the New York Lightning program. Um, they saw they saw I was pretty good at it, and um, they were just like, you know, if, if you keep doing it, you know, you're gonna set yourself up pretty well uh, in college and professionally um, if you continue to do it. So they just kind of drilled me on it, you know, every single game. You should have had more rebounds, keep going for the ball, things of that nature, challenging me. Oh, let's see if you can get 12 or 15 rebounds this game, and then I ended up leading the YBL in rebounding. Um, you know, that, I guess that was part of the reason why Tennessee sort of, uh, you know, got their look at me. Do you do you enjoy that aspect of the game more? Like, obviously, scoring there has to be a lot of adrenaline involved with that. But what what do you truly get the most enjoyment out of on the court? Uh, it's probably getting an offensive rebound. To be honest, I think I think I'd rather get an offensive rebound than score. I I just you know I don't know. It's more satisfying to me. I feel like scoring points, you could do that whenever, but grabbing an offensive rebound, it's sort of, it's so deflating for the defense Yeah. because you play defense for so long, blah, blah, blah. There's like two seconds left in the shot clock, shot goes up, oh, offensive rebound. And then, you know, you start the clock again and get back at it, so yeah. It's a little more one-on-one -on -one too, you know, it's a yeah. direct battle for that ball. For sure, for sure. It's kind of like playing football, like getting past the defense trying to set the quarterback but you're going for the ball okay you open the door no yeah, yeah i just realized i just realized yeah is there football in the background no i never played football my parents didn't want me to i know desire thinks i should have played football i disagree but it is what it is i always say that i was born to play football but god wanted me to play basketball that's when did what I tend when to did say. it become apparent to you that god wanted you to play basketball uh it was like it was like fifth grade. Um, okay. I, I kind of started to grow above my peers. And, um, like, by seventh, eighth grade, it was kind of apparent that, yeah, I was going to be pretty tall or bigger than most. So So is it just kind of a natural, like you had the natural ability and that kind of drew yeah. you to it? Or was there something about it that? It was a natural ability. And then also, like, I used to love watching Michael Jordan play. Mm -hmm. it, was, it, was, it was kind of funny. I used to grow up watching Bernard King play a lot. Okay, wow. I, I remember on, um, I think it was uh, MSG Network or Yes yeah, Network, yeah, yeah. one of those. Okay. They used to do, like, the reruns of the old Knicks games, uh -huh. and his games would pop up all the time. Okay. So, yeah, I used to watch him a lot. You probably then have a better appreciation for Bernard King than maybe a lot of, you know, quite a few, your teammates for sure, and, yeah. and even some Tennessee fans. What what stood out to you about Bernard King? Just his scoring ability, his touch around the basket, um, the way he was able to, like, sort of decelerate and pull up for jump shots and all that. Um, and, you know, he just kind of had a confidence about him when he played in the court that I kind of admired. And then, obviously, Jordan was Jordan. Yep. His high-flying ability, all that. Um, but I loved, like, his mentality playing, just his tenacity playing, um, and just, you know, sure will.
Yeah. Who, who, who do you model your game after? Who are you trying to – is it Bernard or is it Michael or – Nobody, really. Um, just trying to be tough. Yeah. I, I've, like, I've never really gone through, you know, trying to take moves from people and all that. I just kind of improve, um, you know, being myself, not really copying anybody else. Like, I'll take tidbits from, from people, you know. Um, but, like, in terms of, like, in terms of just modeling it after one player, no, not really. Were there other sports you played growing up? I played baseball. I played first baseman and an outfield. Um, I was good for a little bit, but I, I thought it was boring, to be honest, after a while. So yeah. Power hitter? Uh, uh, it was closer to when I stopped playing that I started hitting home runs. When I first started playing, I wasn't, I wasn't too good. I think the – that to related to that question, I think the 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 legend of Tobe Awaka <laughs> is kind of also grown around your your uh, your natural strength. It seems did uh, is is that when did that start to develop? Did you were you big into strength training, or are you just naturally uh, able to push everybody around? I mean, I used to do push-ups, but that was about it. I didn't start lifting weights till I got here. Like I honestly don't like the guys say I'm strong, but I don't really like. It's not even something I've, you know, sort of keyed on as, like, uh, like, like one of my innate As an innate attribute that yeah, you have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I guess it's just sort of been there, and now it's sort of coming to the limelight now that I'm here. Okay. There was another player that had famously never lifted weights before they got to Tennessee. This guy by the name of Eve Pons. Really? That, yeah. Oh, Eve. Nah, Eve was a freak. <laughs> Seeing some of his highlights, his blocks are crazy. I've never seen so many block people like that. So you you never really lifted or you know strength trained seriously before you got here, and now you're with uh, Garrett Maidenwald every day, who is an absolute maniac, but almost like <laughs> this mad scientist. Yeah. Are you excited about what that means for you in the years to come, and just the development potential sure. that's there? For sure. Something I really want to work on was my um, vertical jump, and I think I've definitely improved that here. You know, squatting more, doing more fast switch stuff. Um, so that's definitely, you know, improved. My strength has gotten better, too. Um, I wasn't really benching or anything like that. Like, I would do stuff with dumbbells, like, here and there, but it wasn't really anything crazy, you know, prior to college. But, you know, being on the full schedule now, it's definitely shown improvement. Fans that that come to Tennessee home games at Thompson Bowling Arena this year may have noticed before games that G, Garrett Maidenwald, and goes by G, has you guys jumping on these force plates yeah, during yeah. pregame warm-ups. Yeah. Can you explain what that what that's all about? Uh, so he does – so he, so those force plates sort of test uh, the force that we produce jumping through the ground. Um, so, like, he'll do those tests, let's say, during um, weight training um, to get a feel of where we're at in terms of the numbers. And then he'll do one before the game to sort of see if we're peaking before the game. Um, just to see if you know if, if our bodies are sort of at optimal le- uh, level to be able to play. And then based on the the data that he gets from the game day readings, he can then adjust the training regimen to right, ensure right. or try to closely ensure that yeah. you are peaking on game day. Right, right. So you know, depending on that, we might have a harder week or a lighter week. Um, he might tweak certain things. Practice might be longer, but more intense, or it might be uh, shorter and not as you know rigorous. So you know, yeah. How much do you buy into all that sports science stuff? From, um, I mean, I'm sort of getting introduced to it for the first for time. Sure. Yeah, here. So I guess the more I learn about it, you know, I'll be able to give an honest opinion. Right now, I'm sort of 
absorbing all this stuff. So, you know, we'll see. On the academic side, Ooh. what interests you? What do you see yourself kind of navigating towards in terms of what you're going to major in, what you want to do after basketball? Have you given them that much thought? Do you have an idea? Uh, well, right now I'm majoring in kinesiology. Uh, I was interested in doing business, uh, so I'm sort of minoring in that right now. Um, but, you know, I have sort of been always interested in the body, uh, not not so much like the uh, sports side, but, you know, more just like, you know, just regular medical stuff. Um, my, both my parents are nurses, so they've sort of encouraged me to go down that route. Um, yeah. You, you mentioned your parents. Tell us a little about them and your upbringing. Yeah, so they're both Nigerian. Um, I wouldn't say strict, but they're sort of set in their ways, you know. Um, they both immigrated here uh, early 2000s, 90s, around there. Um, and, yeah, so there's me. I have three other siblings. I'm okay. the oldest. Um, second in line is my sister, and then I have two younger brothers. Yeah, they're all, you know, still in New York and all that. They all play basketball. Um, yeah. What led to your parents coming to the United States? Just better life. It was mainly education. Um, had they done their, like, medical training yeah. back home? I mean, they had done part of it back home, but then, you know, uh, coming to the U.S., you know, there's different certifications that you need, different licensing that you need to become a nurse. So they sort of did that again here, and then, you know, they started working in the field. What kind of role did they play in your basketball journey, getting it started and then all the way up through recruitment uh, and all a that lot, stuff? A lot, a um, lot. But for them, he was always academics first. For sure. Yeah, he was like basketball was more so of a hobby or something on the side. Like, you know, like a kid would play video games, he might play basketball like that. But then they saw us starting to get serious about it, and they were like, oh, wow, you really care. So, you know, I guess we got to put more effort into it, you know. Um, but at first, he was like, if you don't average, like, above a 95, in terms of, like, overall course average, you can't play basketball. Okay. And that was since, like, seventh grade. So um, that sort of conditioned me to keep my books, you know, aligned. Was there ever a time you were you were in jeopardy of losing basketball? No, no, <laughs> because I was so paranoid about losing it that he was like, "Yeah, I can't, I can't let that happen." So ever since then, he was just, you know, A's, 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 trying to keep that, you know, intact. Do you think that helps? You know, part of being a college athlete is is balancing all that time between academics yeah. and work. Do you think having that upbringing made that transition a little easier for you that yeah. you didn't have to worry about your schoolwork quite as much because you had that under control you just had to focus on the differences of basketball? Not yet, for sure, for sure. It definitely makes things easier because I know, like, you know, how to manage my time and get my work done in terms of school. Um, you know, basketball is hard, and, you know, having ac academics be, you know, something troubling on the side isn't going to help with that either. So, you know, just – being able to sort of more so focus on basketball, knowing that I'm keeping my academics in check has definitely, you know, been a help. How has that? How has the time management transition been since moving into D1 basketball? Uh, it's been interesting. It's been, uh, I guess, the main problem is just being able to find sleep. To be honest. Really. Yeah. Um, you know, we have pretty full schedules, so just it's like it's like after practice, after doing schoolwork, you kind of want to have time to grow and have fun. You know things of that nature we kind of have to stay disciplined and know that you know you have stuff to do the next day you can't stay up yep yeah so just probably that when you do have downtime are, are you a netflix guy what are some things like uh obviously you talked about reading but are, are there yeah. what else uh probably play Fortnite with the guys 
we did that a lot during the during the winter break. Um, Who, who's the best player on the team? Oh, it's between Zakai and and Josiah. I might give the nod to Zakai, but Josiah is definitely up there. Am I wrong that Tyreek is pretty formidable, or is that a different game? Tyreek, I haven't. I think Doesn't Tyreek talk trash to little kids during some? Like, <laughs> that's a, I think that's Call of Duty. For oh, him. Call of Duty. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. This one still is about guys hearing him in the room, you know, saying some things to his opponents online. So, yeah, I probably can't repeat them, but he, you know, yeah. So, we'll stay with the topic of talking trash. You you talk much no, during games? No. Because uh, during the Auburn game, I, I thought I yeah, no, nah, that was a that was a that, that was a big breaking character. Um, you know, Katie was talking his mess beforehand, so I got the rebound, and uh, I guess I couldn't hold it in. You know, had to respond, had to rebuttal. Any but, history there? Did you know KD? Nah. Okay. Nah. He just he was just chirping too much for my liking. Okay. You know? Yeah. But I'm just I'm sort of the guy where like if you're talking, I'll just prove it to you on the next possession coming down. So. Did uh, who was the first? Who's the first? guy on the team to talk trash to you during practice. Zakai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I should have known because the answer to that one. The other guys tried, but like I wasn't really responding. Like I wasn't really, you know, getting aggravated or anything. But he knows how to get under my skin. Um, you know, sort of ignoring me for as long as he has. So yeah, he was he was yeah. Best, well, I'm 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 gonna go out on a limb and say Urosh has probably had the most to say to you in practice. Pro yeah. Because he doesn't I mean we, me and him had our battles during practice. It's been pretty fun. Um, I find it fun. He might not find it fun. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. The guys have definitely said that it's been interesting to watch when we go back and watch film. Yeah, so. Did you get more trash talk in the, uh, in when you were playing high school in the city or when you moved into uh, the SEC? Probably not. High, yeah, high school is way worse. Yeah. High school is way worse. Because it's like it's guys that you've grown up with, you've been around. Since yeah, you were little, so it's like they, they damn near know everything about you. Um, yeah. What is it like playing in the city for somebody that's you know completely oblivious to that world? What, what, what how would you describe your experience growing up playing high school basketball? Uh, the city is a different animal. Just the way that people like flock to the game of basketball, it's 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 really different. It's like in the city, everybody's touched the basketball. Every, everybody's played in some capacity. Then growing up, you know, some guys might not play anymore because they're not as good anymore. But at some point, you know, you've played basketball. Even the football guys, uh, when they're waiting to practice, I remember, I remember, like, they would come to the court and start shooting around and stuff like that. But even during the games, it's like the crowds are relentless. Like, they're, they're chanting your girlfriend's name, um, you know, chanting you suck. They're, they're looking stuff up from your Instagram to see where you've been, what you've been doing, chatting it out. So, yeah, the the home crowds when, when we've gone away have definitely been um, pretty tough, pretty tough for sure. I, it, it's just funny that, like, these, these New York basketball players that have found their way to Tennessee, I've always found that, that that's a, a weird pipeline. Can you can you put a finger on it? Does it just feel like a big coincidence, or is there oh. is there something about I don't know. I mean, I can't say for Bernard King, but I guess me and Z. Yeah. I could say that, you know, it's just sort of the toughness that Coach Barnes likes, the gritty sort of play style. I also know, I also know Tobias Harris went here, yep. too. He's from, I think, Long Island, I think. Um, yeah, so, you know, just tough guys. Long Island guys are pretty tough, even though they might not get you know, the same recognition 
as like maybe a Brooklyn guy or Harlem guy might get. But yeah, they're they're pretty tough guys, and very skilled at the same time. So that's a you know a dynamic tandem of abilities to have. Is that something you identify as 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 being a tough guy on the court or? Uh, sure. I mean, I've never tried to be like the overly tough guy, but you know, obviously my size, my stature, that's sort of been the label put on me. So I kind of accept it. Has Tennessee been just like you talk about Coach Barnes and kind of what he expects out of the players and mm -hmm. how that fits your play style? But from a, you know, just from the standpoint of the culture and just the standpoint of the community, it's mm. has it been a? It feels like maybe it was the program that best fit your personality naturally. Has that has that played yeah. out? Do you think that that's true? Yeah, I definitely think um, overall it's sort of what I thought it was going to be, just in terms of like matching my play style and just the overall environment. Um, but the fans are great. That's something I didn't expect or wasn't really um, fully aware of. Um, the, f the fans are, are great. Like, there will be people hitting you up on Instagram saying great game, stuff like that. Um, and that's something, you know, that didn't really happen in, in high school. Like, you know, people you know would, would hit you up, but just random fans out of nowhere, that, that, that was new. Sure. So, yeah. Well, I mean, your recruitment kind of, you know, it came, you kind of, like as you mentioned you kind of blew up so late in the process mm -hmm. is it was it a big jump going from kind of under recruited to starting to get some attention to like actually enrolling and now you know there's a there's a whole fan base that's got their eyes on you and you seem like you know your your day-to-day -day stuff matters a little bit more in the public eye yeah for sure um i think in terms of the recruitment it was just weird getting all the recognition in such a short amount of time Know, all those eyes on you so that, that was pretty interesting um but then coming here and having people you know know your name on campus when you walk in the class like that was definitely new too so and and interesting as well i didn't really think people knew me like that and then i started you know making my way around campus um i would go into like you know social gathering whatever or class and people would know my name already and i and i hadn't even played a game yet as you're being recruited and you know, it's a, it's a slow recruitment. Maybe, you know, you've got some Ivies looking at you, and then all of a sudden one or two Power Fives jump in there. Is it strange to you when then it starts to just kind of blow up from that point? Like, it, like yeah. what were you all not seeing? Are you just are you just on me now because you see that the schools you're competing against are on me? That's basically like, what it is, to be honest. It's like I feel like all, this, all those high-level schools that were kind of, you know, dipping their toes in the water and just wanted to see what I was about, they were kind of waiting for that one school to sort of, you know, hop on the bandwagon, which happened to be Tennessee. And then once they offered, it was kind of like. kind of validates. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, what we're seeing is, you know, true. It's face value. Do, do you feel like you have something to prove to those schools that, you know, made it, maybe were a little more hesitant? Do you, is that For sort sure. of. For sure. Yeah, that's some sort of a chip on my shoulder that I have coming out of high school, coming into college, just proving that, you know, I belong here and that um, you guys made a mistake. Were you at peace, at, you know, before those Power Five offers came or the Tennessee offer came? Were you kind of perfectly content to, with, the, with the offer sheet you had, or were, were, was there some frustration or, you know? Nah, no, it, it was definitely frustration for sure. I definitely wanted to go higher. Um, I mean, you're the New York State Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was, I think he was like two, three weeks after I got that award is when Tennessee offered me, I think, around that, you know, sort of time frame. But, you know, when I first got through what I was like, wow, I'm the best player in New York State, and, you know, I'm not going to go to college or, you know, where I sort of want to. So, um, 
just having those schools, you know, sort of come in after playing on the UIBL circuit, you know, sort of playing well and all that, you know, he was definitely validating. Were there one of two school, one or two schools maybe that you had grown up like locally, like that, that, that were kind of like the dream schools for you that it just never did materialize or? Nah, to be honest, the dream school that, that I had always looked at was Duke. Okay. Just because of basketball and then the academics. But um, I, I'd definitely take Tennessee over there right now, for sure. Are you at the point where when you go to restaurants now in, in Knoxville, you talked about class, you know, before you even played a game, people recognize you. Are, you. are people, you know, coming up to you when you go out to the mall or go out to class? or? Um, so, I mean, there's been a few times I've gone out with the guys and people will come up and ask for autographs. Um, but that's probably because they see Zakai, you know, <laughs> so, not so much me. So, yeah, I'll, you know, to an extent, I would say. Are you comfortable? Is it still weird that you know little kids coming up to you like asking you for your autograph? Is that is that uh, cool? How do you? How does yeah, it yeah, I think it's cool. Um, the fact that you know a little kid is happy to see you play and wants you know wants your autograph and all that, and you mean a lot to them. I, I think it's pretty cool. So where? Uh, so you're nearing the end of your freshman season, mm -hmm. and I know that um, you're a competitive guy. What's uh, so? I mean, now that you've gotten a taste of it. And you can see kind of what what uh, SEC basketball is, what mm -hmm. Tennessee basketball is. Kind of what what's the next steps for you in terms of basketball and in terms of just personal development? You think during your time at the University uh, of Tennessee? I just this this upcoming spring and summer, just lock myself in the gym and just get better. With a paper mache lock or with like a real like no, a real lock? Like. <laughs> stainless steel lock. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah, not for sure. Just get better, um, improve on my weaknesses for sure. And then just, be, you know, being able and ready to be a, a bigger part of the team next year. Do you feel like you can take on a vocal leadership role at, at, at any point? Like, I know right now you're on a team with so many veterans. Like, yeah. Where do you pick your spots to, to sort of, you know, maybe at a halftime before the coaches come in to talk about adjustments? Like, do, do you – do you pick your spots? Do you do you defer to the older guys for now, or how does that work for you? Uh, right now it's more sort of, you know, deferring to the older guys because they're usually the ones speaking up, you know, once coach comes in. But uh, definitely, you know, pulling guys aside one-on-one -on -one and asking them questions, things of that nature. Um, and then in the locker room, you know, we're joking around. There's always conversations being had, so jumping into those, sort of picking guys' brains. You know, the older guys who've been here longer, you know, what it's been like, some of the adjustments they've had to make. Um, so, yeah. But I, I definitely feel like um, to get to where I want to get to, being more of a vocal leader is something I'm going to have to do moving forward. When you envision where you want to be, what, what is that? What is What does that look like for you? Uh, playing professionally in the NBA, for sure. That's always been a goal of mine ever since I started taking basketball seriously. Um, just being the best version of myself and hopefully, you know, ending up there. You more of a Knicks fan or a Nets fan? I never liked either team, really? to be honest. Nah. Um, Do you have a team? Not really. I more so follow players, okay. to be honest. Um, so, like, guys like, you know, LeBron, obviously, Kevin Durant, um, I follow. Uh, Westbrook, I followed, even though he hasn't been doing too hot these past few years. Um Westbrook just caught a stray right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Giannis, I, I like to watch too. Yeah. Mets or Yankees? Yankees. Why? Uh, they're right by my school, so I used to go to those games. Rangers or Islanders? 
I don't watch hockey. <laughs> you don't watch hockey? Nah. nah. That's all right. Any other, any other sports? That you're in a Premier League guy? You're into soccer at all? What uh, not really. I'm a, I mean, I used to watch football a lot. Uh, Saints were my favorite team to watch. What made you a Saints fan? To be honest, it was the color of the jerseys. Okay. I like the jersey colors. But then I started to start, started to watch them uh, a lot more. I like I was a Drew Brees fan also. Alvin Kamara, Tennessee guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saints have had quite a few. Lante Taylor. Lante Taylor's the Saints, there right? now. Yeah, Shy Tuttle is there. So Tobey, what's uh, so what's on the the reading list after Dune? Uh, right now I have Twelve Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson, and then okay. um, it's kind of whatever I find out. Are you that. more of a fiction guy, or do you like the nonfiction, or? Um, what do you, what do you I. So when I started reading, I was more of a fiction guy. Yeah. But then now that I've gotten older, I've been reading more nonfiction. So is it what kind of stuff do you like to read? I mean, like Jordan Peterson's kind of a he's kind of a philosopher-ish. Yeah. yeah. Like before like, this, I was re- I read Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Okay. Yeah. So that's sort of the genre I guess I've been around. If if you had, you know, if you could make a decree that everybody had to read one book that you've read, which book do you think that should be? Uh, Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Okay. Yeah. What is? It? Tell me about that one. Uh, it's I don't just know about, about it. It's just about being present in the moment and how, okay. like, in life we tend to be um, distracted all the time, thinking about the future, the past, uh, what's happened before, you know, what we're planning to do, and we're sort of missing the the gift that is now, and not sort of appreciating it to its fullest. And the gift that is now is you sitting on a bus. Yeah. On a podcast <laughs> Get with, with the three of us, it's I can't imagine. That's, not, that's what not a great moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> give, so us a, give us a few other, uh, you know, must reads. Um, the Great Gatsby was a good read. Heck yes, Tope. Thank you. The Great Gatsby was a great read. Do you typically find that once you read a book for which you've seen the movie, that you lean more toward? I think the book is better. Yeah, I found the. So the funny thing, the, the funny thing is that I read, I uh, watched The Great Gatsby before I read it, okay. and the book was definitely better. Leonardo DiCaprio version. Yeah, but I will say the movie wasn't wasn't too bad. I kind of liked it, even though it is kind of like corny and, and it's like, um, what like retro modern. Yeah, know, it was. Of, it yeah. was flashy. Yeah, I think the soundtrack was like modern stuff. Yeah, and there's some Jay Z in there. Yeah, but that was definitely an interesting watch. So you read uh, Meditations. Are you a big Ryan Holiday guy? Ryan Holiday. Who's that? Oh, okay. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Meditations is like that's a Stoic philosophy. He's like a modern, di- modern day... Oh, for Stoic real? philosophy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, okay. a, like um, uh, the obstacle is the way. Ego is the enemy. Mm. Kind of... If you like that stuff, then you'd probably like gotcha. Ryan Holiday. Gotcha. That's my gotcha. book, right? Interesting. <laughs> so I interrupted you asking about the Great Gatsby movie... You, you listed The Great Gatsby, a couple others? Um, yeah, so The Great Gatsby. Um, the Alchemist was pretty good. Um, damn, what else? Inferno by Dante was pretty good. Wow. But that was yeah. a that was a hard read, though. I had to, like, look up translations and all yeah. that. I mean, you're starting to delve into the classics here. I yeah. Like, um, any Given any thought of being an English major? Nah. Nah. Why not? I don't know, because... Like, if, if there was any major I would choose to do, it would probably be that. But it's, like, the job opportunities 
outside of it. You know? Well, as a as a as an English major, <laughs> I can tell you that you you're oh, spot wow. on, my dude. <laughs> yeah. You two could have a podcast one day. You two sure. can someday be sitting on a bus, uh, trying to do a what podcast. Is, so th- those book recommendations were kind of all over the or the ones you've read have gone all over the place. Yeah. What what excites you about a book when you when you look at it? Um. I guess sort of the knowledge it could bring me. Um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of look up, you know, popular books sometimes, and then I'll go off of recommendations. But um, I remember, like, my teacher in um, in uh, high school, in my sophomore year, he sort of had a few books that he recommended that I never got to read. So I've sort of, um, you know, kept that list, and I'm sort of trying to go through them right Yeah. Do you read an actual, like, book flipping through the pages do you do tablets ebooks what do you no i have to have the physical book in my hand i can't read online i can't at all i've tried and it hasn't been pretty at all do you try to get uh your teammates to read no no i i mean i'll encourage it but you know they'll see me reading a book on the plane and be like what are you doing (laughs) i think you know phil jackson you know, back when he was the coach of the Lakers, probably when he was at the, with the Bulls too, used to get all the guys on the team a book that he thought fit them. It was or something that they could, he thought would benefit them to read through. Maybe that can be your thing. Yeah, I could try it. What book would you recommend to Zakai Ziegler? Uh, <laughs> um, man, I don't know. One fish, two fish, three <laughs> fish. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has to be short enough to fit his attention span. So. I don't know. Maybe a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't talked about social media at all, do mm. Are you active on social media? Yeah, I didn't get social media until I was like a junior in high school. Strict parents, is that why? Uh, yeah, basically, basically. So, what uh, platforms do you use? Uh, Instagram. Where can they find you? Uh, Toby Iwata, underscore dot. Underscore dot. Yeah. I was gonna get Twitter. But then he was like, I don't know, Twitter seems a bit too hectic for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I might, you know, back up that for a little bit. Paul Nation knows nothing about hectic Twitter. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um <laughs> Wow, I, I mean, I mean, I kind of get it because I'm not like an out, you know, out there kind of guy. I'm not loud like Z or Joe. Um, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, well, Tobe, lucky for you, man. Our the battery on our recorder is starting to die here. Can I can I steal uh, can I steal one more? Can we take us down one more rabbit hole real quick? Let's go. I would love it if you did. I've gotten this sense that you're kind of a, you take everything in, you analyze. Sure. And I would imagine that you've done that with a lot of your teammates and coaches. Yeah. So if I just rattle off a couple people in the program, can you just give me your analysis of them? Okay. All right, let's start with Jonas. Jonas. Um, like, he's a pretty goofy guy. Even like, but he doesn't really look like it. He's, he's, the, he's the type of guy who's sort of quiet laid back but he's like you know when he wants to be he'll definitely be the life of the party for sure uh great teammate to have for sure um defensively he's a, he's a, he's a big help if, if you get beat you know because he's there to 
blocked a shot into the stands for sure. But yeah, like he's the the kind of guy where it's like um, the more you get to know him and be around him, you see, like you know, you'll sort of see his fun side, and it's always fun to be around him. After okay, that. that's a good analysis, I'd say. Uh, assistant coach Greg Polinski. <laughs> um, he's the, like he's the same day in and day out. So every single day, you like you'll know like you're, you're gonna get this from Coach Polinski. And then obviously he's been in the NBA for however many years. So his um, his knowledge of the game, just being around it, um, he's somebody who's you know he's definitely valuable. And you know, asking him questions is definitely beneficial. Um, but Coach Coach Polinski, like you know what you're gonna get, and he's gonna bring it every day in practice. You're definitely gonna hear his voice during practice on the bench, um, whether it's practice the game or just walk through. You know, he's uh, always present. You know? All right. Fellow freshman, he's redshirting, so mm-hmm. fans are excited to see him in action next year. DJ Jefferson. A goofball, a complete goofball. DJ Jefferson is a goofball. But on the court, like, like watching him jump, play offense, like just the way he moves. I, I love watching him move. Um, you know, and when he's when he when he when he's locked in and at 100, he's very difficult to stop. Um, but off the court, yeah, he's a goofball. But somebody you go to for a good laugh, um, you know, when you're down, he'll make a joke out of everything. And he's the kind of guy where it's like, you know, you can't do anything but smile. All right. And we'll wrap it up with the head coach, Rick Barnes. <laughs> um, wow. He's like he's 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 the kind of guy where it's like he'll be on you during practice. Like he'll get done yelling at you. And then to the side, he'll be like, wow, uh, DJ or or Jonas is getting so much better. So like he's so he's just like he's there like his number one priority is to get you better no matter what. And he's, he's not telling he's telling those guys hey you you're getting so much. Yeah better like guys after. yeah like yeah. guys sitting on the sideline but he, while you know while he's getting on you, um he, and he's just doing that because he wants to see the best out of you. He doesn't like seeing wasted potential, or people who have the ability to be great and won't do it. Uh, he doesn't like complacency. complacency. Um, so yeah, I think he's he's a guy who's gonna tell you his mind whenever, which is something I also appreciate too, because it's like I'd rather just know, you know, what's up, how you feel, and he's somebody somebody who's gonna do that, and that's something I really respect and appreciate. Um, and just like Coach GP, like he's a face value guy, so you know what you're gonna get. Um, he doesn't change; he's the same. Um, and yeah. Great stuff. That was awesome, Tobey. Thanks so much for taking some time to sit with us. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me.